0: Chuck and Julie bringing you the truth, straight up.
1: I'm Julie Haynes,
0: an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage, as parents for over ten years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment, live, local, and interactive everyone's voice is always welcome on the chuck and julie show
1: Happy Party Friday, everybody. The Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, Truth Straight Up, show brought to you by Mountainless Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese Medicine, and HappyTrees.co. Chuck will be down here momentarily. I'm here at the world headquarters of the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show Broadcasting um, Center. Um, He's been running rubber around at golfing things, so he's just running a few minutes late. But we're going to, at 3.30, we're going to have Wes Eimer on. He's on the RNC's Youth Advisory Council, um, went back to um, DC, earlier this week and has some interesting and, I think, good news talking about some of the get-out-the-vote efforts they're doing, but wanted to um, have um, our, our great friend, great columnist, she writes for the Den- or the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle, Ash Epp, Ash in America on, um, to talk about her latest um, debunking of Ken Buck again. So, Ash, hey, welcome and thanks for the show, or thanks for coming to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always a good time to hang out with you. That's right. Well, and, you know, we were talking right before we came on, Ken Buck, we'll get to your column in a second, but always... Can count on Ken to drain the swamp, not um that somebody was just tweeting. 130 House Republicans have announced their support for giving more money to Ukraine. Um and Ken Buck and Doug Lamborn are on the list. Lauren Boebert,
2: not, but Ken Buck and uh Doug Lamborn. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's not terribly surprising. Doug Lamborn and and Ken Buck are the you know, they, they're they're generally aligned with the establishment. They play a good conservative game. They'll talk some conservative talking points every once in a while. But when, when the, the results come out of whatever the vote or whatever the issue is, whether it's elections or January 6th prisoners or Biden corruption or funding for Ukraine, uh, Ken Buck and, and Lamborn are generally Right on message with the establishment peddling the central narrative.
1: Exactly. And you know, and and on the one hand, I can see. I mean, he has to announce what he's doing in Ukraine, right? Because that's there. But this recent um, uh, attack that he's been launching on grassroots Republicans in Colorado, to me, is, is sort of astonishing because that's the kind of thing he could have. Chuck is here. I'm hey, here. Chuck.
3: <laughs>
1: that's the kind of thing he could have just shut up about. We had Todd Watkins on the show. He and so, roughly 200, I think, people um, signed a letter basically just urging representatives like Ken Buck to look into or try to do something regarding the mistreatment, the injustice going on with the January 6th defendants. And and Ken Buck then wrote this scathing, smug, and completely inaccurate...
3: Three-page.
1: Three-page letter. Citing
3: every left-wing site he Every could. news outlet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every just,
2: I mean, that can't just, be true. The New York Times said that wasn't true. That's right. Russia. <laughs>
3: oh, look. The New York Times says <laughs> he was Trump was involved with Russia. See, yep. so
1: the Washington Post. Yeah. The New York Times wouldn't lie. No, no, never. It took me like five minutes on Google to debunk his claims, right? But you wrote a great column, I mean, in, in, in a lot of detail. And and I want to get into this because we've had George Brock, our conversations going back and forth. And he says, well, no one can ever give me any names. Ken Buck says, no one can ever give me any names. Well, you have, once again, all the receipts, which they, of course, don't want to see. But why don't you kind of walk us no, through? No,
3: I promise you, if you gave all those names to George Brock, you go, those dudes? They're yeah.
2: criminals. They're terrible, terrible human beings. But yeah, you walk us through what you found. Yeah, well that's exactly right as it would be. Well the, we didn't mean those names, right? right? right and right. and he did. He said to Todd Watkins that that he couldn't provide names. I've provided um just a handful of names and they were, you know, kind of the you know, the low-hanging fruit of the people that have been persecuted uh, according to, you know, for for January 6th, politically persecuted. Ken Buck's position is that they're um, so, well, let me get into it. So I've kind of bucketed his response in five, uh, you know, kind of five areas. Yeah, The first is that all January 6th charging and detention decisions have been by the book. He says no defendants have been jailed pending charges. All were charged prior to arrest and detention. No one has been uh detained without bond um no one has been detained on just a complaint all of that is false right. and oh, yeah and according to the people who you know track this mel holly is a is a great independent journalist out of dc who has covered all of the january 6th um uh stuff 125 january 6ers have been indefinitely detained about 12.5 percent of all uh, January 6 prisoners have been in te- uh indefinitely detained only half of those have some sort of prior violent history so zero ha- zero um history of offenses for half of the people that have been indefinitely detained several were um Detained without bond. Jonathan Mellis has never had a bond hearing. Uh Ryan Samsel was detained. Ryan Samsel is the one who you see Ray Epps whispering in his ear at right, the breach in right. those videos. He was detained for months without uh, being charged or indicted. Um, Eric Christie, Daryl Neely, and Brandon Fellows were all indefinitely detained with only misdemeanors. Another thing that Ken Buck said didn't happen. Now, right. over time, some of those charges have been uh, evolved. There's been superseding indictments added, and Eric Christie, at least, was eventually charged and convicted, charged with and convicted of a felony, but he was detained while only being charged with a misdemeanor. The New York Times doesn't cover it, so so Ken Buck doesn't know. Right. Well, and here's where some of that matters, I mean I covered courts and crime as I've said before for a
1: long long time and when you're when you're being held indefinitely, and when you're being held without bond, and when you're being held only on the complaint, not an indictment, right? You're in a weird kind of legal limbo. You haven't been charged, and theoretically, they're supposed to charge you and have the bond hearing. But in these cases, they weren't. And but mm-hmm. what makes it particularly egregious is when you haven't been charged, you don't really have a case number. You don't have it's you don't have pro- maybe even have a lawyer, right? right? And and so you're in this weird legal limbo. And I submit they did it. And then they said, well, he pled guilty. guilty." After we got got him on the rack, he uh, he confessed. was held without bond, without being charged for for over 60 days.
3: That's an internet rumor. That's an internet
1: rumor. It's like, (laughs) of course, I mean, that's why they do that, right? They want to force you to plead guilty. And if you're these guys, you've seen what they've done to you, right? And you're you're like, you know, they say stuff like, if you sign this, you can go free, right? Then, well, you know, or your sentence, whatever. And- So, of course, they do that. You know, they did that, and Tina Peters with, stood that in a different case. But they told Tina Peters if she would just drop yep. all of her questions about the election, then they would make all of the criminal cases go away. Right. I mean, so that's right. Their- that's why that's significant. And that's why it's so evil and wrong, I think, for Ken Buck to put out those lies, because what the government is doing, they're doing it. It's, not. It's not just a technicality. It's, it's a, a significant violation of their rights.
2: It absolutely is. And, and Ken Buck's position is, you know, jail is a miserable place. Don't do the, t- don't do the crime if you don't want to do the time kind of thing, right? That's his mm-hmm. position. He says that they haven't been denied medical um, rights. And he can, Ken, Ken Buck himself brings up, um, I got to find the, uh, the, the name of the, the gentleman here, um, the, the, uh, oh, his name is escaping me, and I'm scrolling through her. Uh, okay. Christopher Worrell. Christopher Worrell, Ken Buck, in his letter, says there's one example of somebody not getting immediate treatment for a for a broken wrist, and that's a man named Christopher Worrell, but there's no evidence that this is widespread. First of all, Christopher Worrell wasn't just denied treatment for a broken wrist. He was denied cancer treatment, yes. and that's not Ash in America saying it. This has been widely reported. Even The Hill reported this, and so Ken Buck should have known this but of course the the broken wrist has I guess uh, a better ring to it with if you break
3: break your arm
2: they should have how did he break his arm you know what I mean how did he break
1: his arm well and there was another case I read in your column I think where you cited a guy who was denied they said they didn't have any of the medications for his case I'm like what The jail has, so, I mean, you're going to jail, but like, you know, you're like, look, I'm dying of this. So if I don't get this medicine, I'll die. Like,
2: oh, we don't carry that. Do
3: do we have any of that? No, no.
1: (laughs) I mean,
2: yeah, it's just- that's Zach, that's Zach Rell. Uh, he runs, um, jailed for J6 journal, which is an online blog about the experiences of J6ers. And he was detained and, um, and yeah, you're right. He was told that the medications that he was on. Now we're talking in his case, we're talking about mental health medication, right? And mental health medication that they're like, yeah, sorry um, you know, you've been on that mental health medication for eight years. Your, your brain has been, we rewired, you know, with those chemicals in your brain, and we're just not going to give it to you because we don't think that it's important. Right. Right. Now, if you were transgender, right. And you needed some of that,
1: then then, there would have been that. Okay. Well, you were starting so we interrupted, but go through some of the other silos silos of Ken Buck being wrong.
2: Yeah. So the another one is that the J6 defendants have been treated exactly the same as all other uh, as all other inmates have been treated. Um, And he cites for this. um, He cites a bunch of allegations. And then he says, uh, quote, this is Ken Buck. Currently, none of these allegations have been substantiated by a court. Yeah, well,
4: there you go. All right.
2: So the allegations of corruption in the courts have not been substantiated by the courts, so it must be false, right? Well, and never mind the fact again that these people are being detained without, and
1: we'll get into the lack of access to their lawyers. So how could they even bring it up, right? I mean, right. the courts—the courts are ignoring these people. They've thrown them in a hole and have just well, other so You
3: know, those DC jails are notoriously awful. Oh really, Ken? Well, maybe you should. Well, him. maybe since the federal government is in charge of those jails, you should do something about it. No, no Absol- not me.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely right. But the, and and it, I don't care if it's because I mean I do care, but but it's if if the answer is well they're really just horrible places, it's not because they're J Sixers, it's not because of their political ideology that they're in this really horrible place. First of all, why are you justifying that and allowing it for anybody to have their human right. rights and civil rights right. violated like that? But it's also not true. Um, right. What we see with the January Sixers is that they are systemically denied religious services, denied time with uh, adequate time with counsel, denied medical treatment, denied their medications, as as we discussed, and that you know that is that's not. Widespread. Um, no. for example, for months, for the first year, according to Mel Holly's reporting, J6ers were only given Louis Farrakhan's anti-white Nation of Islam final call newsletters to read. They were not provided Bibles, newspapers, law books, um, access to any sort of religious text other than Nation of Islam. That's not treatment that is, that, that everybody in the DC jail is, is getting. Um, well, and let's go back to what's crucial
1: is, and keep in mind, this is before conviction. These people are not Thank in you. a Department of Corrections, and Ken Buck, you'd think as a former prosecutor would know that there is a presumption of innocence afforded in to all of us, right? Yeah, no, no, on, that's I a joke. It prosecutor, be. right? And these are so these are people who are presumed innocent, yeah, no, no, no. Um, and. I mean, it's just outrageous. And then there was another one I think you cited, where because Ken had said, "Well, they they haven't been." You know, I mean, it, sometimes it can be tricky getting lawyers into to yeah. criminals. It's like, but in this case, it seems like what you were talking about—they were systemically transferring the people yes. without notice. And so the lawyer would show up for the meeting. They'd be like, "Oh, we tran Now that doesn't happen. They don't transfer people all over the universe, you know, from facilities-
3: local jails,
2: right? So I mean, it's right. just. So this is what they refer to as diesel therapy. So they're being moved without having enough time to set up commissary, to establish uh, the ability to gain access to their discovery materials. There was one um, one defendant, Brandon Fellows, who uh, decided, you know, fired his counsel and decided to represent himself. He had access to discovery for nine hours. Before he had to represent himself. Right. Um, this is the, the, the treatment here is meant to, in my opinion, solidify the coup, the November 3rd coup. January 6th was a cover up of the November 3rd coup and the January 6th committee, right? Uh, it just came out this week that Ray Epps has been charged right. with a and single, pled,
3: and pled a, guilty. Yeah. And a so a they'll, single they'll misdemeanor,
2: single yeah. misdemeanor of disorderly conduct after saying on January 5th and January 6th, we're going to go into the Capitol. We're going into the Capitol. We're going in. He was at every breach. You can see him on video at every breach. He texted his nephew. This came out during the J6 committee, texted his nephew and said, I orchestrated it. Right. And they're saying, oh, no, he just got wrapped up in the moment. And yeah,
3: you know, you do, yeah. you do.
1: Oh, how is that different than anybody? Well, and you're right. And I think if it's not working. I don't think anyone buys for a second. Right. That, that Ray Epps was. I mean, you have all this other testimony where they're talking about there were so many federal agents and confidential informants and in that that they lost track of them. They couldn't even yep. figure out how many there were.
3: The few that weren't. Was well, that no, I'm not sure.
1: Uh, you know, and it, it yeah. and it's more even than solidifying the coup. Well, it is that. But one of the things I think they want to do with all of this, because again, keep in mind, this horrible treatment is from people. These are not mass criminals who have murdered other inmates and they got to be right. careful and kept in. These are people who. Maybe didn't, well, and, and Enrique, well, that, the one guy's in Ontario, whatever his name is, the prob- he wasn't even there. He wasn't even in the city, right? These are not, right. and we've seen from the Tucker, the video that Tucker Carlson showed, these people were allowed in the Capitol building. The police were there. The Buffalo head guy, they're wandering around helping them open doors and things like yep. that. And this is, these are not, as you know George Brockler and Ken Buckler say these are not bad, evil criminals. Yeah. These are just- uh,
3: George- George they are
1: Well, yeah, so and it's like they're
3: insurrectionists. It, they yeah. tried to over there is an armed insurrection without arms, without arms, which, which is always difficult. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, well, but, yeah, but, and but, go ahead. But the you know the thing I have and and actually I got it answered uh, on on Monday or Wednesday. Of why is Ken Buck doing this? I mean, why has Ken Buck decided um, to do this? And and Tom identified early on when he served with Ken. Ken was always going, come on, Tom, give me something I can kind of get my teeth into, like you did with illegal immigration, uh, so I could have kind of an independent kind of, you know, persona. Um, And that's what he decided to do. He doesn't care if it's true or not. He could care less. Um, He just wants to sound like he's he's independent. Well, he's about independent of a horse's ass. I mean, it's just, and I like Ken, and I can't personally stand him now. You know, I've known him for a long time, but this is just evil. This is just evil.
1: And I think what yeah. he did is he sent this out to hundreds of members. Of um, Colorado Republican leadership, right? Attacking these people who, and, and Todd I Todd on Todd, Todd's like, I didn't need to start this. I was just hoping they could support or do something about the mistreatment, right? And instead, mm-hmm. Ken Buck attacks him. It's like he's doing the Biden corrupt DOJ work as well, trying to tell people, you want to ask questions about this? I will personally spend time and effort and political uh, capital to, to try to destroy you too.
2: Oh, absolutely, and you know, first of all, George Brockler is, um, you know, he's not afraid of being wrong, so let's let's just count that for what it is. But when it comes to um, Buck, why why is he doing this? What I see with Ken Buck, and he's my congressman, right? And uh, you know, during the 2020, the run up to the 2020 election, as I was knocking doors for Trump, I was encouraging people to vote for Ken Buck and Senator Cory Gardner, who you know, apparently I cared more about his race than he did, but um, (laughs) when 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 December 2nd of 2020, Ken Buck went on the town hall and said, we can have confidence in our Colorado elections. We know what we're doing here. We're the gold standard. We know exactly what we're doing here. Then Ken Buck comes out, you know, this is more recent, comes out and says, you know, I don't support this impeachment inquiry because I don't think that evidence of Biden's corruption exists. That's like. So so now saying, you know, the, the D.C. jail is a terrible place, but there's nothing untoward happening here. It's, you know, this is standard operating procedure in for America. everybody in yeah. America, for everybody that comes through this. What I see That'll with Ken carefully. Buck mm-hmm. is that he is consistently aligned with the establishment and the central narrative. He can pretend to be conservative all he wants, but the people see through it. And, yeah. you know, we were talking before the show started, Julie, he was... Absolutely humiliated at the convention and assembly in 2022 when unknown floor nomination Bob Lewis took 62 percent of the vote. And Ken Buck was not the top line candidate. Very unpopular incumbent and save for manipulated primaries. I don't think he would be our representative right right now. Um, and he knows it. He knows. He, it's why he's never in the district. It's why he never talks to us. It's because he, he knows that he's loathed by the people. I don't think we're his stakeholders, quite frankly. I think his donors are his stakeholders. Not, <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh,
3: well, Raytheon and all that. Um, yeah, he, he, you
2: weren't there. He's, so he's one of the 130,
1: just came just came out, 130 House Republicans who have announced their support for increasing the funding and more funding to Ukraine.
3: Yeah. All right. (laughs) Out of way. Is that 130 what? Republicans?
1: Republicans. House Republicans. Landboard's on the list too. So
3: that's majority.
1: Well that's why they took a break. They went on a break because they needed to all collect their money, I guess. I mean they had to have time to talk to the donors and the donors are like, look, what are you thinking? You know, and they're like, okay, we support it now. Well, okay. Back to the, all the, uh, the things that Ken Buck did wrong. Cause I think it's important. And I know we've talked about it a lot in the show, but you have to push back because people will be like, well, just like George Brockler, Ken Buck says it's not true. So it must yeah. be not true. So therefore all of these grassroots people must just be horrible liars and they're conspiracy theorists. And in yeah. fact, he's the liar.
2: Oh, absolutely. And this is, an, this is indicative of what we see with the RNC, with the establishment more broadly, is that they haven't yet figured out that MAGA is the base, that America First is the base of the Republican Party, and they cannot win. With the same old, same old, you know, war machine that we've had prior to the Trump administration, the people see through it now. There is no Republican Party without the America First contingent. You'd think right. in Colorado they would have figured that out over the past couple of years. They just keep getting embarrassed, right? right? And and what did we see in the wake of that Republican convention and assembly? We saw them try to get rid of uh, of convention and assembly. Right? Yeah, right. So it now it's, it's it's, it's we,
3: yep, exactly. yeah exactly.
2: Exactly. They don't want to face the people. They don't want to face the voters. The Republican Party in the state of Colorado is very happy. They've been very happy being the minority party in the state for a long time. It's oh. Nothing we can do. Democrats, right? And the right. people see through it now. We're not standing for it anymore. I think what's happening in El Paso County is very encouraging. I, um, applaud Todd Watkins for both his initial letter and the, um, you know, professionalism and grace with grace with which he's handled Ken Buck since in the, in the follow up letter and, um, in, you know, his, his appearance on your show. And uh, he came on Why We Vote with Brian, uh, Cancon Lupo and I. On Tuesday, this is an important story because what's happening yeah. in Colorado is the tip of the spear. The right. uniparty is, this is their, you know, Holly, ho- uh, our friend Holly at Altitude calls it the election fraud test kitchen. They bake it here. They figure out the corruption model here and then that expands across oh, yeah. the nation. Right. And so what we're seeing here, I think is very encouraging with what's going on in the El Paso County Republican party. You guys are well aware of how right. much the establishment has tried to squash the the public uprising there and, you yeah. know, demonize Never. Mickey Tonkins and go after Todd Watkins. And it's having the opposite effect. Right. The, you know, the America First contingent has won over a lot of those former establishment delegate votes. And that's only going to continue the more people like Ken Buck reveal themselves. I think so too. And the other thing that's
1: helpful is in other states where there still is a semblance of freedom and, and fair elections, you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene getting elected. So it's not just Todd Watkins saying, "Hey, there are problems here." or Chuck and Julie or, or Ash in America. You've got Marjorie Taylor Greene with her national audience immediately calling Ken Buck out for the lies. You've got national Julie reporters Kelly. like Julie Kelly and like you said, Mulhollie you know, immediately calling him ben, out.
3: Dan Bargino said that yeah. Ken Buck was a disgrace.
1: Right. Yes. And so I think, so the, the movement, I mean, and that's, I think, I don't think that Ken Buck expected that much pushback, you know? Okay. Oh, Barney. Okay. Barney, chime in. We're going to let Barney chime in, Yes, Sure. What?
4: Nope, nope, well, Barney, nope, Barney.
1: Barney, you're nope. gonna have to have to call back. Try try calling back. Well, actually, you know what? Hang on to hang on to your thought, Barney, because I think we're kind of almost done because we've got West coming up. So any more lies there? I want to just make sure we get through all of the Ken. Bug- oh God, that'd be hard. Yeah, well, uh, we got so, this- so
2: people can read the 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 longer piece at badlands.subsec.com and the um co- the column in Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle will be coming out. It's a little uh, a little more condensed because um Chuck makes me stay concise. <laughs> <laughs> in my, in my Glendale Deltry Creek Chronicle column. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so you can read the entire piece. And, you know, I break it down, of course, with the receipts and with the, the facts on the ground of what's going on with the, the J Sixers. Um, he, you can't run from the truth. They can, no. they can keep trying to paint the, you know, um, the Sorry, the feedback got in my head.
1: I know, I know. Hey, Barney, hey,
2: Thomas, if you could, Barney, hang on a second. Or you're going to have to call back and we'll wrap it up with Ash and then we can have you call back. But go ahead, Ash, sorry. Yeah. So, you know, they they've tried to paint this narrative. They tried really, really hard, right? The whole January 6th committee. We talked about Ray Epps earlier. Ray Epps and the January 6th committee, Adam Kinzinger was coaching him through his all of the evidence. You didn't really mean you orchestrated it, right? This has been a cover yeah. up since day one. It's to cover up for the stolen election. Of course, that's my opinion. Um, but that's well, a good the,
3: opinion. Yeah. It's the opinion of all these. That's Americans. where we're
2: at, but you cannot silence the truth. The truth will out. It's Sometimes takes a while, but the truth will out eventually. And we're seeing that happen now with January 6th and with the elections and with Biden corruption. All of these narratives converging at once. It's kind of nice. It is. And then you've, meanwhile, then you've got even the Democrats are annoyed about the border
1: stuff, right? So they're, and and everyone's like, Joe Biden is old. Well, ask before we go where, because you do so much great stuff. Um, You've got to, I know you're all over the place. Where's uh, sort of a one-stop shopping where people can find all of your stuff?
2: Sure. Linktree.com slash Ash in America. Ash with an E. Um, I am on Badlands, Badlands Media, Badlands Media dot TV. And it's Badlands Media on Rumble. That's our our primary platform is Rumble. And I do a morning show, uh, 7 a.m., east uh 7 a.m mountain time our time uh every day monday through friday and then i do a, a whole bunch of other shows throughout the week badlands is is uh growing and we're gaining audience every month it's very exciting so check out badlands media if you haven't already and linktree.com slash ash in america all, all right, right ash.
3: thanks well, so we'll
1: much so for much. coming on thanks guys on. your time is always bye bye. Okay, thank
2: you bye-bye happy party friday <laughs>
1: yeah happy friday you know, and hey, if you guys go to Badlands Media, um, I really recommend subscribing to their newsletter. It's free. I think you can upgrade if you want to, but it's free and they they have great stuff in their newsletter, including Ash's columns.
3: And or okay. else you can get a subscription to Glendale Cherokee Chronicle.
1: That's is. right. You can also get a subscription yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, who well, you work for if, do you if, think you'd promote, but no. Okay. No. If Barney No no um, if Barney no, if,
3: if,
0: if, if, if if, if Jacob, let's see you in something really quick.
1: Yeah. Although Jacob, you're a little okay. muffled too.
0: Oh, maybe you guys. No, um, what was I gonna say? Can you hear me now?
1: No, no, I, no, it's, no. I, I, Thomas would. Thomas would know. Um,
0: let me go outside. Hold Okay, a...
1: okay. yeah, it sounds like you're in an elevator. I you? Mean, it sounds that really in the hallway. How about now? Oh, now it's better.
0: Okay, quick, quick, uh, thinking So last night I heard on TV that the, I think the state of Colorado was suing some schools because they won't allow the LGBT. Uh, into their school but and so therefore they're being denied pay pay money kindergarten money is that right was well, is that what's happening?
1: Um you know you know what I Jacob I'm really sorry I couldn't you you, you went out again. Um okay. so maybe yeah maybe try to call back either that or hang on to or, or, or um, hang on till Monday too. Um yeah oh here's what Thomas explains just so you guys know one of the things that happens is Zoom um, does stuff to the audio sometimes. Not sometimes, all the time. Um, if oh. you want, Jacob, let me give you the number and you can call Thomas. So 888-627-6008. Um, it's on the chat screen. 888-627-6008. And
3: so, same with Barney. And same with like
1: Barney. That. You can call um, Thomas and then he can put you through and then you won't have that Zoom issue um, as well. There was there, there was a ton of great comments, but, but I think, again, you go back to... Um, For a while, it looked like, you know, Kevin McCarthy, and I always wonder what's going on behind the scenes, was going to say, okay, we don't support funding Ukraine, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, he gets to say that, and then boom, all of this stuff comes out saying, um, all of a sudden now, oh, we support. You know, sending more money to Ukraine, and what what happened all of a sudden to make that happen? Right? It looks like well, they transferred to Ukraine. Yeah, it, you know, I mean, it's it's like all of a sudden now the American people clearly don't want them sending more money to no, Ukraine, okay. but that doesn't have anything to do with anything. Oh, that, so, yeah, um, and Thomas, if those guys call in, just put it put it there, and then we'll go ahead and take their call. Um, uh, but I mean, it, and, and Ash did just a good job. And here's the thing. And, and this is how you know there's no honor at all. Like Absolutely. like like that's a shock. Um, but but neither people like George Brockler or Ken Buck have said, Oh, you know, I didn't realize this. I guess I didn't <laughs> do my homework. I take it back. Sorry. Sorry no. about that, Todd Watkins. Sorry yeah. about Charlie you. Okay, here we got Jacob. Jacob, let's try it again. Jacob, you there?
3: Jacob is with okay. us. Yeah,
0: yeah he now you. I can
1: hear you. You he can hear you. Okay,
0: so anyway, last night on Channel 4, here goes the dog. Last night on Channel 4, there was an article about how the state of Colorado is suing these uh, private kindergartners because they don't want the schools because they don't want to let the LGBTQ in.
1: Oh, I didn't Have see that. that. No, I haven't. I've heard they want to no, sue yeah, so for some reason, but um, no, the I'll polar, look into that. So...
0: Yeah, so Post timed it real quick. Post timed it and he says, well, if they want our money and the state money, they have to do what we tell them to do. My question is you're taxing these people who send their kids there, and you're not asking if they want to do what, you know, if they want to allow it or not. You're still taking their money. So I don't understand how he could take their money away from them in the, in the, uh, in the program.
1: Let me be, so these are the preschool programs? That. This is the preschool programs? Yeah, private, private.
0: Okay, private
1: so school. here's the thing, yeah. Jacob. Here's where this ties in. The evilness is revealed, okay? Mm-hmm. Polis has been pushing for years to make universal preschool uh, to fund universal preschool in Colorado that finally went into effect this year, right? So there was universal preschool for all, which has been a complete debacle too, right? The whole thing has been a mess. The standards are so low that the other school, the, the, you know, a good preschool is saying they have reduced the standards so that's atrocious. But that's why he wanted that. He was pretending, Jacob, that he cared about your kids and he wanted your kids to get off to a good start. No. He, he wanted he to make him queer. He wanted to have it all under an umbrella so the state could then impose because i think they have to take the money right so that the state could impose these um conditions on them i think that's what's going on there i mean it was a ploy i knew there was a ploy from the beginning it was you know none of it has to do with caring about the kids well i'll look into that that's pretty interesting
0: I'll, i'll i'll agree with you that but on the other hand when the state takes tax money from these people they don't ask them whether or not they're for or against the program so it seems to me like it's a little uh uh little backwards you know but you Bob, notice Bob, the Bob
3: government tends taxes. to do that they take your money and don't give a shit what they uh, do with it except yeah. for their own political except to turn it around
1: and require you to do what they want yeah do what they right. want to do right. jacob look we'll well, into that that's interesting i have to take a look at that thank yeah. you for the call Bye. um Bye. all right goodbye we'll see you okay so we've got Wes Eimer, um who is um I knows really know who Wes is, so we but he is a member of the um, uh, RNC's Youth Advisory Committee and was in Washington, D.C. for a big meeting this week. So, Wes, first off, welcome to the show again. Um, happy Party Friday.
4: Well, thank you. It's good to be here on Party Friday. It was casual Friday at the office. Uh, there you go. That, that was good as well. So it's good to be
1: here. <laughs> so talk. So you were there for, for meeting. Well, 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 let me ask
3: you this. The RNC is being attacked everywhere. It's just oh, yeah. establishment hacks. Um, anti Trump clowns, um, setting up debates without even talking to Bush. Oh, uh, not Bush, uh, Trump. They
4: probably are talking to Bush, yeah, they are talking to Bush. So, how do do you guys all work through that? you know, I'm not very involved with the debate side of it. Um,
3: well, anything they're doing, I mean, and, and they're just considered. Well, they no, 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 they are. no, they're just no. considered an awful group, an awful group of human
4: beings.
1: But they it, can do some good things. Can they? Yeah.
4: Okay. They can do a few good things here and there, um, like the youth advisory council for one. You know that. That's right. a, um, but I can tell you that you know we really pushed at the youth advisory council to have this third debate on a college campus. And we strongly encourage the RNC to do that. Um, Brylon Hollyhand, one of our co-chairs, he really wanted it at the University of Alabama. Um, And they chose Miami, Florida as their third location. So, you know, they're they're not really taking as much guidance from us as we'd like them to, which is frustrating (laughs) at times. But we are making do, we're making the best of it.
1: well, at least you're at least you exist. Excuse me. Right. At least it's I mean, having a committee is a first step, getting them to actually listen to the committee's recommendations. That's a different step. But at least they have. A well, they,
3: they 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 label it advisory. <laughs> <laughs> advisory <laughs> not decision makers. That, well, that means that we don't have to listen to a goddamn thing you people have
4: to say. That's <laughs> kind of how we feel at times. Um, and that's definitely how I was feeling, uh, which is why I
1: That's sort of like a no brainer, right? I mean, I I mean, you you would think. Now, I know that there might be problems with protests and stuff like that on college campuses, but but I'm sure you could find a friendly college in an important state, and I think it would. You couldn't
3: find a lot of friendly Hillsdale,
4: but but Hillsdale, CCU, you know, any of those, you know, are, are definitely options, and. Uh, you know George Mason University out in Washington D.C. If they wanted to keep it in the swamp, they could have done that. Uh, but you know we'll we'll see what they line out for Miami. They haven't told us much. They haven't given us a date yet. All we know is Miami, Florida, November. Um, okay. So hope, I will most likely be there for that one. I won't be at the debate next week in uh, in Cal- in California at the Reagan Library. Uh, Reagan R- R- Randy Corbin will be there, but I will. Okay. So and Trump won't be there. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs>
4: okay. He is going to uh, be with the United Auto Worker. That's great. That which is, is great. a great
1: thing. But well, what else I know, you guys are also working on the get out the vote thing, which and, and vote early. Right? it talks about that, too, because I think this is a bank your vote. I think you're calling it, right? Yeah, this vote. is another yes. good effort.
4: Yeah. You know, this is an interesting conversation that happened um, out in D.C. was uh, the chairwoman was talking about how she was meeting with a major donor from the RNC, and he was saying, you know, I love what you're doing with bank bank your vote, but what the hell is bank your vote?
5: Yeah,
4: <laughs> like what what does that mean? Why am I going to the bank with my vote? And like he was like, this is not clear. So we're really changing the messaging to bank okay. your vote and vote early, um, because people really haven't understood that banking your vote means voting early. So we're we're working to change that messaging. Um, the meeting was really critical to involvement with a lot of the members of the council because there was a few of us that felt like our voices weren't being heard um as much as the major donors that are part of the council
1: <laughs> All right, that's a little understandable but
4: <laughs> like for, for perfect example uh, there's a couple people on the council that have given upwards of a hundred thousand dollars from either them or their families to the rnc and now are on the council and their voices are being put above everybody else they're being given extremely uh good titles as well so you know we well, are
3: well what did your mom give 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 a quarter million?
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, why don't we just fork it out let me here let me check uh, yeah <laughs> right my check yeah
1: here's my uh, credit card um, yeah, you can no, Venmo it venmo it
4: <laughs> yeah no it, it's it's not great so we're working on fixing that problem um and part of the reason I went out in person at this last meeting was doing that. And I, and I have to say a very special thank you to my donors that came through for that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I won't name names cause they won't be released publicly cause it's a private donation. Um, uh, but I really want to say thank you to everybody that contributed and made that possible because at 10 o'clock at night on Sunday, I found out I was leaving for DC at five in the morning, Monday. So, nice. uh, you know, so, but it was great. We had that's, a great time. That's plenty of, notice. <laughs> plenty of notice. No sleep, but it's fine. Uh, A lot of good things came out of it. They have asked me to really take up a strong position in voter outreach and voter contact. And I actually presented a plan to the RNC uh, yesterday, and it's in review today. And I'm trying to find it here. Let's see. Oh, these are the marked up ones from my proofreading. But basically... Creating a plan to bank your vote and vote early, Um, and I presented the plan to the RNC yesterday. They are going over it and taking uh, decisions on it next week, but uh, the plan that I presented with the proposal of me taking kind of point on it is creating a almost content stream for making your plan to vote early. Um, Statistics show that if you make a plan for when and how you're going to do something, you are nine times more likely to. That's true. Yes. Mm -hmm. Why not make that an actual deliverable data point for these, for the bank, your vote campaign. So my proposal to the RNC, and I'm hoping they um, accept it is to Create a link on the Bank Your Vote website that is a plan your vote link. And what it'll do is it'll provide you polling locations, voting dates, voting times in your area, whether you're absentee or, you know, in-person voting or all mail-in voting like we are here in Colorado, um, and making a plan for when people are going to dedicate their time to go and vote. And what it'll do is it'll automatically send a calendar invite and a, and a reminder schedule to oh. these people, encouraging them and reminding them when they said they were going to vote. You know this so is- we can turn it out.
1: So smart that Kelly, because I know, I mean, I'm old school, right? So I write everything down, but I can't tell you how many people I deal with these days who, I, I mean, it's sort of like I operate on post it notes, right? I write it on a post it note, stick it in my day, day timer, but then I release it, right? I don't think about it again, but it's in my day timer. And, but I talked to so many people, my daughter included, who's got one of the busiest lives I know, and it's all on her phone, and she just gets alerts. Right, She doesn't open her calendar in the morning and say, oh, today's the third, I've got this, this, and this. And I mean, so that's brilliant for you to do that, to say to somebody like, okay, your ballot's being mailed today, keep an eye out for it. Or early voting starts today, and then you're like, okay, did you early vote? I mean, that's what you're talking about, right? They get the little ding on their phone or in their email, the notifications.
4: Yeah, and and plus, and if we have that data, which, you know, I was talking with the national field director, um, is the kind of, the person that's in charge of this voter outreach. And we had that discussion and he says, you know, in past we've asked at the door, when are you planning to vote? But we've never made it a data deliverable. And I said, well, we really should. I said, because if you're asking people when they're going to vote, we should have that and know when and then be able to target again and say, you said you were going to vote today. did You You know, targeting that helps us in our efforts. And I'm seeing a lot of questions in the chat here on Zoom about, you know, why vote early? The Republican Party nationwide has lost the early vote count for the past eight years in a row. That translates to not enough votes being made up on election day by the in-person voters, which I I myself, in my voting experience, I have been an in-person election day voter. I'm with you 100%. But what happens is we don't vote early and we don't bank those votes early enough that then on election day we have to make up, for all of the ballots that the Democrats have voted early and have ballot harvested early. And there's never enough time in the day. Well, for- and
1: you can, you can, and I would say, but well, I
3: mean, here's the real reason why you. Why you well, it's do ballot it. harvesting. It's all ballot harvesting, which is get out the vote. Yep. If, if you, you know, and I've I invented ballot harvesting <laughs> in Denver, or at least in Colorado, uh, 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. Um, and I can guarantee I'd never lost. Uh, an election which I ran where we ballot harvested and the other side didn't, you have no chance of winning because what you get to do is, let's say your pool is a thousand people um, and and as of when they send out the ballots two weeks later, 500 people have voted. Well, you have 500 people you have to get to the polls or pick up their ballots or do whatever you can to get them to vote um, and if if people don't vote early, then you have all thousand and you have no idea who's really gonna not vote and vote. So you gotta you gotta be able to get out the vote. And the only way you can do that is ballot harvest. And the only way you can ballot harvest, and, voter, and, and, like... and they haven't done this yet. Um you have to have your PCPs or somebody go out and say, I'm gonna come by, make sure your ballot gets in, and you know, you can trust me and all that. You cannot go. A week or two weeks before the election, can knock on somebody's house saying, "Hi, I'm Joe Blow. Give me your ballot." They're not going to do it. No, they're, they're not going to do, do it. Well,
1: but I and I like your thing too. Like I said, so many, and and I I understand the 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 importance, and I know there are people who worry about election integrity, and and I get that. But, but it's kind of like saying, well, you know, we're only going to sh- shoot two pointers because th- that three point system and basketball, that's it. We don't like that. I mean, it's that it that it doesn't work anymore. You ha- the Republican Party has to keep pace. But I love your idea. Again, like I said, so many people these days. I mean, you know, uh, you, you like you might you have no idea that ballots are being mailed out in Colorado. You have no idea where you can drop it off or anything like that. And if you get on your phone, you're like, oh, my ballot comes today, then boom, tomorrow you get the little notification, say, here's the nearest with a little map pin drop, right? The well, nearest ballot drop location. I mean, you gotta make it easy for people that, or you
4: mail and pregnant mailing in Colorado. Generation Z. You know, we right. we're all on our phone 24-7, seven days a week, right? So, like what what better way to encourage Gen Z and turn out the Gen Z and millennial and college student vote than right. to just this, you know? Right. Right? giving them a calendar notification, reminding them, providing them the address, and putting it all into a calendar invite in their email address that adds it to their calendar automatically.
5: Right.
3: But the key is to get people, and and people lie. You you won't believe this, people lie. And so,
4: well, when I was ballot
3: harvesting and when I did the first ballot harvesting, you know, we'd go to a door and hey, Bob, hey Chuck, how you doing? Great. Um, We need you to vote. So oh, I already voted." He says, "Well,
0: it doesn't
3: look like you voted." It uh, was fast. It oh, oh, it's over there. It's <laughs> on your table, you bastard. And we drag him <laughs> on the hall and beat him, and, no. and then we take his vote and say, "Don't ever lie to us again."
4: I encourage violence, but I like the rest of it.
3: <laughs> violence has a place. No, violence has a place. You yeah, well, know, it's
1: good, and I think. She-
3: Ecclesiastes, there's
1: I mean, a time Jesus for
3: season. a season for everything.
1: I, and the other thing is, is, it's just, again, another example of um, the need for, and at least a, the beginning of a response on the part of the Republican Party, to realize that we have to up our game. The Democrats have such an advantage over us in this election. And, 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 you, and you have, have,
3: to, you have mean, to emphasize that that doesn't mean we like mail ballots, or we you know, like ballot arts. we hate all of it. Yeah, but well, as Julie is- said... They put the three-point line in, and you can't pretend it's not there.
4: Well, and there's this rumor floating that the RNC is pro- promoting mailing your ballot back. want to dispel that rumor. That's not the case. We are encouraging you to return your ballot at a ballot box or a drop location. Don't mail it, because that is how a lot of these votes go missing. Right. The post office ends up with 30,000 undeliverable ballots a year on average. Right. Like right. That's in Colorado. So, right. you know deploy that nationally if you're mailing your ballot back there's a big chance it ends up in a the post office workers will
1: (laughs) dump it so yeah Uh, so uh, don't don't mail it back but go ahead and and drop it off Again, yeah. and how easy to have a little pin drop on your foot because I can't, every, every time we've been living here for eight years, every election season, Chuck is like, where is, and I have to Google and search it. I, you know, you just forget, and right? First and
4: first then because You have to take the time out of your day. And what we want to do is be able to say, go to bankyourvote.com and click the Make My Voting Plan tab, and all that information is going to be there for you. because you that got, you've got to, you,
3: you got to encourage RNC to have a plan uh, for people to hand their ballots off to trusted carriers. Yeah, but um, in states where
1: that's allowed, which is almost everywhere anymore.
3: Yeah. So, well, okay, everywhere, but where it's allowed. I'm really talking about Colorado, but most other states. And so when your PCP or something comes by, you're not thinking, Who's this jerk? I'm yeah. not giving my see That's you get you
1: people. Well, and here's the thing: we should pretend we're Democrats. And what you should do is, you should say, "Bring your ballots to the Democrat headquarters. We will fill them out. We will make it so easy. We'll fill them out for you, and then we'll deliver them ourselves." That's and what if they you're- did, North
3: Carolina. Well, that's you- what the Republicans did in North that's- Carolina, and they ended up in jail. But they're like- only Republicans <laughs> in all the whole stupid country. The only person, only only person indicted. Was a Republican for illegal ballot
4: harvesting. Well, and I've got to say, you know, I'm seeing the comments and some people are very vehemently against this entire idea, right? Uh No, they're dumb. The Republican Party is the definition of insanity right now. We are doing the same thing again and again and again and expecting a different result. We're stuck in the dark ages. We're afraid of technology. We're afraid to move forward to the future because we've done it on paper for 30 years. So it's got to be perfect. I hear you. I understand your reservations I understand your frustrations and your and your uh, you're being standoffish I get it I understand fully but we have to move forward if we want to win elections because the not dem- mean also- that
3: sh- doesn't mean we don't continue to work as hard as we can to have same day paper <laughs> ballot voting.
1: First. First. Yeah, well, you're never going to accomplish that unless you win an election. And I think that's the thing. Once you can get more Republicans elected in the state legislature, and that's where you change it, then you can turn around to go back to same day in person ID yep. verified paper ballots and and get rid of the machines. But in order to get to that point, we need to get more Republicans elected. And right now, in order to get you know more Republicans elected, we we need to play by the rules that we have. And and. Exactly.
4: We have to play with the rules and the cards that were dealt, and until we can win something with those rules, which that is the goal with Bank Your Vote and ballot harvesting and all of this targeted stuff that the RNC is doing and organizations like Turning Point Action, people like Scott Pressler are doing, that is the goal. Is we play with the rules that are in place, just like the Democrats do, we start winning elections, we take it back, and then we change the rules right. to be to be legal and to not be corrupted like they are right now, because and I'll even our... say, if
1: we change the rules, it be not fair to Democrats. We yeah, play... <laughs> no. yeah. we're gonna make it fair across the, the board. Piece. Well, I mean, oh, and you're right sure. that and the Democrats will scream at that because it benefits. How do I say it? when you when we go when we get our Republicans elected using the rules we have now, we change the rules back to what we know are, are fair and, 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 and there's integrity there. The Democrats will lose because they only win because their ideas are so horrible and lead leave the country so horrible. They have to cheat. But when we we but i have
4: cheated ever have since the, the Civil War. Yep. The, the GOP has the better message. We have the better vision for America. And that's better.
3: The- but what's their vision for America? <laughs> Crime, <laughs> homelessness bankrupting the country and most of- of
4: crime and homelessness this is a little like home in denver piece that i heard about last night we were eating dinner my mom was telling me that the homeless people in denver have opened and this is terrible and it's hilarious have opened a prostitution tent
1: bar- and bar they've got a bar
4: yes and they've got a bar and the city's shutting them down because they don't have a liquor license.
1: That's yes. true. <laughs> sure. you know, oh, that story. We were going to do it. But there's so much going on. You should see the pictures. So there's a picture of the, 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 a shit off tent for the prostitution. And then it's like they built, like, you know, like when you're in college and you build like your little shelving, It's oh, owned, oh. it's got not top shelf, but it's got, you can get tequila, bourbon. I mean, oh, and they, very good. Yeah.
3: Te- they're big in but, the big But you know, t- they didn't oh, get the. No liquor line, nobody hitting the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, oh my God, they're violating the law. Oh, that's yeah, right. they hey, listen, the
4: law. They don't have a liquor license. We don't care that they're sh- you know prostituting themselves out in a tent. We just well, don't have a liquor license. We well, can't I don't do
1: care that like how how disadvantaged are you that you could you know what I'm saying? It's like it's anyway, that's a whole different topic. Hey, listen, Russ, we're gonna have to go. I know we've got the comments there, and guys we'll we'll talk about those maybe later because we're running out of time today. Um, but thank you for the work that you do, and thank okay. you for continuing to push the RNC to implement. And some good ideas. <laughs>
4: yeah, of course. And, you know, I'll be up in Boulder tomorrow at CU Boulder doing a man on the street video for the RNC. Uh, so be looking for that. That's going to be really interesting. It's going to go out on all the social medias for the RNC. Um, and if you're not already, please visit my website, net and sign up for my email list. That way you're staying up to date with what I'm doing because I send out an email once about, about once every week um, to be able to, you know, keep everybody up to date so make sure you're signing up for that and uh we'll see you guys again soon thank you Chuck and Julie love you as always
1: all right thanks you for say hey to your mother for us all right have a good have a good party Friday um yeah, yeah. And, and and I know you know and again and we respect that other people you know and I think Dr Donna was saying she doesn't you know she doesn't trust us and uh, trust the system um well the, the,
3: what you have to do if you're Dr Donna at least and they should have a system saying I insist on voting on election day and you should know that so don't bother me uh, yeah, I will promise. But, but put, put them on the list saying I will be there. I take my whole right. family to the point. clerk. So, you know, and they say so they, they don't bother you. And they can, in, in a way, know that you're in and, and somebody like you will vote. So that's, that's just good, as good. Right. That's just as good as long as
1: as long as they know. That's a good point. Chuck, yeah. As long as they know. So in case West Wes was listening, make that be an option, too. Um God, that that went first. We had a funny, we had a funny video. We were going to play. Oh, play the have, funny video. Let's go over.
3: We do, no,
1: we no, do. We do. No, we, no. I demand
3: extra time uh, from uh, BBC. They'll give it to us. It, Let's do it. Go, uh, go.
1: I, um it's a long, it's a long video, Chuck. How long? It's like four minutes. Yeah. So so we're gonna have to wait Tom yeah, is doing
3: that. This. Oh, uh,
1: this is why Chuck should talk to the executive producer yeah. of the show before demanding stuff that we well, can't do. Oh,
3: so the executive producer should have known you're gonna go too long and <laughs> you are not gonna do it, so I should have said you play it. Off so, earlier. Quiet.
1: All right. I know. All right, Thomas. There, there's the executive action for you. wait, we can have your drink while you do this. But it, it, well, now so we've set it up, and so people are gonna be like, that wasn't even worth waiting for, Julie. <laughs> can we play, this is a Trump-Musk AI video. It's pretty funny. So, so Thomas, go ahead and play the Trump, the Musk-Trump AI video.
5: I'm gonna expose this fraud once and for all. It's going to be huge. Elon, how am I looking? All right, scanning your location with our Starlink satellites. And uh, everything looks clear. Any visual on Biden? Nothing yet. We want to catch him in the act, Elon. I need some solid dirt on the guy. Not his son's laptop. Not classified files. Something groundbreaking. Something tremendous. Uh, Hang on, Trump. I got movement outside the Oval Office. Copy that. I see the old fuck barely keeping his balance. Strange talk to me science boy the thermal signatures on his body are almost non-existent because he's either a walking corpse or a slimy reptile or an amphibian or the corpse of a reptile you know uh, uh there's an interesting thing about a reptile's brain and its similarities to a human's brain enough with the nerd bullshit, Elon. i'm having a hard time trusting you as it is you know with your brain chips your ai robots satellites rockets who the hell do you think you are iron man <laughs> Well, then I guess that would make you Captain America. I like the sound of that. Wait a minute. Holy shit. You're not going to believe this. Try me, Captain. I was right. And quite frankly, I'm not surprised. I seem to be right a lot. He's a zombie? No, not a zombie. I'm afraid the real Joe is gone. We're dealing with a reptilian shapeshifter, Elon. Wow, that explains everything. The changing ears, the weird neckline, the hollow eye holes, the fact that he views smaller humans as prey. I have to confront him for america wait that wasn't the plan like the great mike tyson once said everyone has a plan until they spot a reptilian alien goodbye elon okay now let me call this loser before he lays an egg and another crack smoking pervert hatches out of it uh yeah hello who do i have the pleasure of uh apple jacks the act is over joe donald how did you get this number man it used to be my number until you and the rest of the swamp demons stole it from me. Still with the conspiracy theories, Donald. I'm looking at you right now, Joe, you scaly motherfucker. you going to hiss at me? What? How? Where are you? Are you in those rustling bushes I see? Are you from some kind of land beyond the ice wall? We can't talk about Or are that. you from somewhere deep below the Earth's crust? Or wait, did the vaccine do this to you? Hey, Don, you mean the vaccine that you also promoted and called a miracle. How dare you? I played with the cards I was given, but this is no longer a game. This isn't 5D chess. This is war. No, it's true. I mean it. (laughs) Look, here's the deal, Donald. I'm going to be honest. I never wanted to be president. I just do what I'm told. They have a plan, and it has to be in place before the year 2030. I mean, you get that right? I know exactly what your plan is, Biatch, and I'm millions of steps ahead of you. You see what I mean? (sighs) You just want to be a Renee, Renee, renegade. Just join the dark side, man. Look, we can do this together. A new world order with you and I sitting at the very top, man. Hey, Joe, the only thing you'll be sitting on is a wheelchair once your little frog legs finally give out for good. Hey, keep my legs out of this. You're no better than us, Donald. Two wings of the same frog. I mean, burr bird. Fuck your legs. You've turned our beautiful nation into a mental asylum. You have humans identifying as animals. Criminals celebrated as heroes. The economy is absolute dog shit. And I'm going to turn it all around in 2024. I'm about to hiss at you. Don't you fucking do it, Joseph. I'm going to do it. Don't you dare hiss at me, Biden. Yes you're finished
1: you dirty salamander <laughs> <laughs> that was enough that was enough <laughs> that was good. all right so that wasn't that, that bad. Was thank, you, all thank right. you now everyone can go have a drink it's pretty Friday, everybody thank you to everyone on Zoom. thank you to um ash yeah. and and, West
3: and, and thomas all the, of, dr B- donna and all the people who have given comments in
1: and 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 thomas at bbs for and saving, you, but
3: but saving
0: you me saving you
1: <laughs> all right bye everybody we'll bye. see you on day
0: take care